Hey, welcome to this episode of the Archerpreneur Podcast, where every week we talk about how who you can bring your creative dreams to life. Hello, Adam. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, tell me a time where you were imperfect. I know it's going to be hard for you to like really kind of come up with one of those, but I would love for you to tell me a time where you were oh, imperfect. Gosh. I got an easy one. Uh, so Dazzling Nights. It's the holiday uh, event that we produce in yeah. three cities around the country. So I, uh, I guess you could say musical directored the band uh, for that event. And that was also during the peak of Omicron. Oh yeah. So we had mm-hmm. some uh some some members of the band have <laughs> Coming to miss in and out. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a revolving door of who has COVID this week. Um but that happens, you know, when you're kind of in the tail end of a global pandemic. And one of the nights I ended up having to fill in for the keyboardist with um my guitar, because I'm not really like a piano player. Um but I didn't even have time to listen to anything. It was basically like, can you come or not? And so well, I went. Well, caveat, you produced the tracks. I produced so the show. You were so I, I was familiar, but I had never played it yeah. on an instrument in order. Well, this is exciting. I can't wait to hear where this story goes. Thankfully, it was post-Christmas. It was in the like waning. Uh, okay, waning you know, attendance. January 3rd kind yeah. of day. Uh-huh. Um, but I had to play the whole thing. Just kind of went in blind. Uh, so yeah, if that was my demo reel uh-huh. for being Not a good. live musician, I don't think I would get a gig ever again in my life. Well, that's good to know that you're really bringing a high level of uh, quality to uh, to our holiday events. It was, you know, it was an experiment. It was fun. We had a good time. I don't think your average passerby maybe would notice, but you know. Okay. Well, um, thanks for sharing that story. That's <laughs> that's really fantastic. What about you, Cole? Oh gosh. I mean, every moment of my day. I actually I don't even think about the idea of perfectionism. I've really I, I'm going to talk about it for the next 14 minutes. So oh, great. Yeah. So here's the deal. I today we want to help overcome perfectionism and that thing that so many artists kind of say they have, which they want their work to be great and sometimes that goes a little bit too far. Excellence is an incredible thing to aspire toward. Uh, but perfectionism results in no output. If we're waiting and waiting and waiting for the thing to be perfect, essentially we're never going to make anything. We're never going to release anything because perfectionism is immobilizing. It's an expectation that there will be no flaws, but we as people are clearly not machines. And in fact, I think it's probably un, uh, reasonable, unreasonable to expect perfectionism even from a machine because uh we as human beings are living creatures we're constantly evolving the way we think the way we see the world the ideas that we have what we create how we create even our perception of what perfection is is going to change over time so knowing that and i think we probably all agree on what i just said the idea of perfectionism is actually impossible because we're living creatures that are constantly evolving. So in the end, perfect is limited to how we see the world right now. So even if we think we've made something perfect today, our perception of that art will change tomorrow. It will not and it should not feel perfect. The moment we release a song or a picture or a piece of art, the moment we release that, we are becoming a different person. And so this idea of perfectionism is 
I think as we all know deep down, an unreasonable expectation. So what I wanna talk about today is how we change our perception to overcome perfectionism. We overcome perfectionism by seeing our work as the documentation of our process of being a human being. Our work is not a product that we're putting out into the world that can be perfect. Our artwork is a documentation of our lives through creative expression. And so what happens when we change this perception from expecting to be perfect to understanding our work as a documentation of our process? And these are the four things that we're going to talk about today of how we make this mindset shift and when we do what happens when we do. So first of all, when we see our work as a process, first, we will share our authentic selves. The imperfections of who we are in this moment are actually the interesting parts of who we are. Like these imperfections are the human elements that make us unique individuals. Yeah, and I think I've experienced this. I'm sure you have too. But there's been times where I've known someone who I thought made what I would consider like a masterpiece or made something that I would say like, oh, they really nailed it. They made that perfect piece of art. And sometimes you talk to those people and they're like, oh man, if I could go back, I would change this, this, and this. Like, And then you realize like, oh, even that person who made something I thought was perfect, didn't think it was perfect and they released it anyway. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's a process of ourselves, like understanding ourselves as well. Our our artwork, I think, is our living out as creative people of our own lives. And beginning to see our artwork as an opportunity to process our experience, whether it's going on a trip and taking a great photograph and understanding what that moment or what that view or that thing that we saw means to us or why we chose to photograph it, or understanding that writing a song is the opportunity for us to explore the deep realities of our emotional lives and how a moment like a breakup made us feel. There's so much opportunity for us, not only to present our authentic selves to the world through our art, but also to under understand who we actually are as human beings and as artists as we create. So the next thing that happens when we see our work as a, as a process is that we discover what we want to say. We talk about this pretty frequently on the podcast about discovering our voices or understanding our voices. And when we allow ourselves to embrace our art as a process, it gives us the ability to kind of talk out loud about what we think or about what we feel or about how we say the see the world. And when we do that, when we see our art as a process, it gives us the ability to discover what we want to say right now, what we see right now, what we believe right now, what we think right now. And when we do that, it gives us the ability to kind of find what we even think about the world. Yeah, it can be so easy to just spin your wheels for months and months because you're not expressing what you think you should be expressing according to how you view yourself as an artist mm -hmm. and I've known so many people who especially in music will write five amazing songs that summarize how they're feeling in that moment or what they're yeah. doing now and then they tinker and they mess with them and they try to make them perfect and then eventually they almost get bored of that hmm. moment in time uh -huh. and then those songs get shelved and then uh -huh. they start the next batch and then it becomes oh I haven't dropped a song in six months what am I doing? Yeah. And then they end up actually releasing something 
that maybe wasn't as good as what they had been working on because at least it's fresh to them and it's exciting or whatever it is that makes them want to release that thing they just started. Yeah. So then you'll be rushing to a deadline to finish something that you just started instead of working on and finishing up and releasing this amazing art that you maybe have on the shelf. Yeah, and it goes to the idea that we even as artists know what's going to connect with people. I mean, it's this idea of like trying to make something perfect and then release it to the world because now it's perfect. It's just like what we think is perfect is not what other people even think is perfect. And so I was talking to a musician friend the other day, kind of along these same lines. And it was this idea of he like, he wants everything to be perfect before he releases a song. And I said, all right, who's your favorite artist? Like, let's say your favorite artist is John Mayer. Let's say John Mayer, when he was 19 years old, was Spotify wasn't around at the time, but let's say it was. And he was just like literally playing songs that he was creating, just playing them on an acoustic guitar and singing them into a microphone. First of all, people who found those things at the time would have probably enjoyed them. But second of all, like look at his career now when he's like 25 years after he started his his career and released his first you know major label record. And now he has millions of fans who would crave hearing John Mayer as a 19-year-old sitting in his bedroom at his house recording into a single microphone singing and playing the guitar. Like, it would have been imperfect. It would have felt imperfect at the time. But those would be so valuable to his fans today. And so this idea of expecting things to be perfect, I think, does us as artists a disservice, but I think it also does both our audience and our work a disservice because there's something so beautiful in sharing our process with the world. Yeah, that reminds me, actually, I was with my friend Cody this weekend and he was telling me about a rapper that he's a fan of. I think his name was Mike Snow or something like that. Um, But this guy has actually built his whole career around making a Patreon where every week he puts out songs that he's working on, whether or not they're finished. (laughs) And he actually is kind of building this kind of mythos around his creative process where there's people with all these demos now of this guy, but they're paying for access to them. That's cool. You know, it's not just this finished packaged album that's got, you know, wrapped up in cellophane. It's like, this is the beat I made this week. What do you think of it? Yeah, And that eventually evolves into how he finishes his records is because he has that one-to-one kind of feedback uh-huh. with his fans. So I thought that was awesome. And I would imagine, and it'll be interesting to see how his kind of career continues to progress, that that gives an opportunity for his audience to connect more deeply to the work and feel like they were there to raise the song to life. Like when you give your audience an opportunity to see those moments, it's like, oh, wow, I remember when this was like this. It's so cool to see what it's like now. Which leads to the next thing. When we stop seeing our, our work as trying to be perfect and start seeing our work as a opportunity to expose our process, it allows us to connect more deeply to our audience. When we share our process, people see our vulnerabilities, which is actually, I think, the root of why people pursue perfectionism is because they don't want anyone to see their vulnerabilities. But when we expose our vulnerabilities to our audience, it allows our audience to see themselves in us. 
because no one is perfect. No one in our audience is perfect. And so if we as artists look like we're perfect, it creates a chasm between who we are and who they are. And our audience actually begins connecting more deeply to us when we expose our vulnerabilities. It gives them an opportunity to know us a little bit better and see them in ourselves. I, I, there have been times where I, I'll be up on stage speaking and I'll just kind of get into a frenzy of whatever it is that I'm saying and kind of go on a tangent or something like that and then get to the end of it. And what I said was maybe good and necessary for the moment, but it's definitely not what I was planning on saying. And sometimes there's this tendency to just like keep talking until I figure out what it was I was trying to say or what I was supposed to say next. But I think actually what I've discovered is the best way to move on from a moment like that is to get to the end of that tangent. People are there with you. It was like a maybe a good point or an emotional moment. And then just say, that was really great. I have no idea what I'm supposed to say next. They chuckle. I chuckle. I go over the podium. I look at my notes. And then I start talking again. And even in that moment where it was a moment of imperfection, there is a deeper moment of connection between me and the audience because of that thing that we just shared. And these moments where we expose our vulnerabilities actually connect our audience more deeply to us. Yeah, that uh, reminds me of the, uh, I think it was Jerry Seinfeld had a joke about public speaking is like the number one fear and then death is number two. Yeah. Uh, and I think he said like nine out of 10 people would rather be in a casket than be the one giving the eulogy. Um, yeah, people do relate to like, even things like stage fright or making mistakes on stage, whatever it is, like if you can laugh it off and keep performing, like people are cool with that. Yeah. You know, not everyone is going to judge you just because you played a wrong note or because you messed up the lyrics or whatever it is. Like yeah. everyone's made mistakes like that. I mean, I, I've seen Coldplay live in concert one time and the one time I saw them, uh, they literally like something happened after they started the song and they were probably 30 seconds into the intro. And then Chris Martin just told everybody to stop. And then he said something funny to the audience. And he was like, we're going to start that over because you deserve to like hear this song the way it's supposed to be. And everybody in the room just laughed. And it's, I mean, when I say the room is a 12,000 seat arena and it was just this interesting human moment. And I don't think anybody walked out of that concert like, oh, oh I went stinks. to a cold. Yeah, Coldplay sucks. Chris Martin's an idiot. No, it's like, I'm talking about that. That was probably 15 years ago. And I remember that. And I don't remember it with disdain. I remember it as just like a really unique thing because they played the same show in every arena they go to in their entire tour all over the world. And we're the only ones that got to experience that. Mm -hmm. And so it was an opportunity to experience just like this human moment with the artist. So lastly, when we see our work as a process, we will allow room for our own growth. One of the things that really is, is can be detrimental for us as artists is to get stuck in a rut because we said something a while ago and we feel like we have to say that same thing or we developed a style and we feel like we can't do anything else because that's what people expect from us. And there's some value in understanding, you know, divergence from what it is that we do and that process and those kinds of things. But embracing our work as a process allows for us to expect change and expect growth. We get better, and that should be reflected in our work. But not only do we get better in our work, we also just get different. And I think different is really important. And when we see our work as a process instead of a product that's supposed to be perfect, 
it gives us the opportunity and the freedom to be different. Different from others, of course, but even different from who we were yesterday. Because who we were yesterday was not perfect. Who we are right now is not perfect. And who we will be tomorrow is not perfect. And so if you're struggling with perfectionism, I hope that this has been helpful for you to think about making that shift from expecting your work to be perfect because it's a product you're peddling to the world and understanding your work as an a display of your process of becoming an artist and becoming a human being. Love that. Well, thanks for enlightening <laughs> us, Cole. Uh, next week, it's going to be another episode here, so stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram at Entrepreneur Podcast, and we'll see you there. See you.